Hi, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Confidence Rockstar Podcast. I'm Alex Grzybek, your host, and today I have a wonderful guest joining me all the way down from London, UK, uh, Kasia Richter. Uh, let me quickly introduce Kasia to you. Uh, Kasia is an international human resource and cross-cultural communication specialist with over 10 years of international experience. Owner of consulting agency, deals with culture. She supports entrepreneurs and managers in creating a better quality of life by implementing well-being solutions. She's an author of the Life After Flying Career Transition Guide. And she has much more actually to share with us uh, today when it comes to her career, but I don't want to uh, tell you everything in this introduction. I'm sure she will tell us much more during our interview. Because today, actually, with Kasia, we will be talking about... um, from cabin crew to CEO, chief executive officer. So how to build a career around your passion. So Kasia, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you for the lovely invitation. And I'm so happy to be here and uh, having this opportunity to, to share my story and my learnings. <laughs> yes, exactly. Talking about your story, I really, uh, when I heard your story, I really wanted like to invite you here. And it's actually interesting before because we first got introduced to each other in terms of career in recruitment, because you had like very, very extensive experience when it comes to recruitment. And we actually recorded some uh, live uh, trainings uh, for, for people in Polish. However, I know that you've changed your career as well and transitioned and what you are doing, like all these well-being solutions and everything that you do now resonates with me so much. So that's why I really want to kind of, you know, I cannot uh, wait to, to speak with you, you know, much longer today. So tell us a little bit about yourself, like, I mean, your background, I mean, what have you been doing in your previous life and before you started doing what you are doing right now? Well, um, I guess I can say I've been doing a lot of things. If if, if I think about it, um, it, it you know, I, I'm I'm struck myself <laughs> because on a daily basis, obviously, you don't reflect so much. But I have been a cabin crew. I have been a model. I have been um, working as a, um, a, as a, as a receptionist, as a, as a director, as a um a yoga teacher uh as a recruiter <laughs> so you know um it's 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 been uh, quite quite an experience and uh, i think it was all shaping its way um towards uh, towards basically being an entrepreneur uh, and uh, this is what i am today i've been running my company deal with culture for the past five years um, and uh, before that, I had a, a short episode of being a digital nomad because, you know, it, I love freedom. And that's why I've been in aviation for 10 years, because, you know, it gave me a lot of freedom, freedom of movement. I was traveling all the time and, you know, I still wanted to do it, um, but, you know, on my own terms. So uh, the digital nomadism was like, you know, my, um, my pathway 
towards uh, building my my own company and um, that's why I love digital products uh, because uh, it's it's a way of maintaining this freedom of, of sharing knowledge with people uh, oh yeah I've been also like you know um, a teacher academic teacher so you know when you are working as a as a teacher you you you're pretty much stuck in one place um even if it's a, if it's a part-time thing but you know you have a schedule you have you have you know certain dates that you have to be there so you don't have like a total freedom uh and uh, uh, the beauty of of the online world right now is that you know we can share our knowledge packets make our own courses make our own content um and uh, and create um uh you know a source of income out of it so uh so basically uh, I yeah from from Crabbing Crew to to CEO was uh, a very uh, obvious choice for me. Although uh, I mean today I can say so. However, it it took um, over five years to to complete such transition because uh, in between I've uh, uh, I've been a recruiter because I loved the uh, you know I'm psychologist and I always loved. Um, talking to people and finding out how what makes people tick and you know uh, how how do they behave, especially you know across different cultures. So uh, I've been always curious about it, and becoming a recruiter was like a very natural thing to do. Uh, so uh, from becoming a recruiter. Uh, I, 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 the next step was basically entrepreneurship. So um, on, on, on my way, I just learned that, you know, you really have to follow, follow your heart and listen to your inner voice and be, you know, just stay on the path uh, following what you hear. Because if you're trying to follow somebody else's, uh, you know, reasoning or somebody else's voice, um, then you ultimately you will not be happy. <laughs> so, so that's 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 the story. Oh my God! Thank you so much for uh, sharing that. And it's been like you know so many things what you said, and actually it proves the point that the times when somebody got a profession and you had this profession for the rest of your life, they are yeah. gone. Yes, we can change. Like you are a perfect example of the person who can who could change the career uh, many times and like doing completely things that they kind of seem they have nothing to do with each other actually so you needed to rebrand yourself you needed to to learn like new things and of course you were also working in like international environment but and I also love the fact that you said that you know on the journey to entrepreneurship and to creating your uh, business you need to listen to your heart and follow your heart and follow through and like your own reasoning so tell us like you know what happened or when it happened that you actually decided you know what I actually don't want to work for anybody else anymore I would like to be my own boss it's been a process and um, it's it's been quite gradual right so um, I've been uh, I've been primarily employee um, working abroad on a contract for for the big airlines like Emirates, Etihad, Galfair, all of them in the Middle East. Um, so that was a very specific type of um, employment. I was an employee, but I had a contract, so it had its own rules and regulations. Um, and obviously being a cabin crew, being in aviation, it, it always gave uh, me opportunity to travel. So, you know, I, I loved it. Um, and uh, from there, uh, what uh, what I was missing, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of 
um, might be a little bit strange for some, but you know, I was in my twenties. I was uh, traveling around the world. I was uh, living in a beautiful accommodation with a swimming pool and gym, and you know, all the all the glamorous benefits uh, of being you know a young adult in Dubai. Um, I was you know traveling a world on a constant basis sleeping in the best hotels and visiting the fancy restaurants and uh and it's it was great but you know what uh, at that time I, I didn't have my degree completed i was studying psychology in warsaw and when i got the job in dubai i said like okay i'm gonna stop the studies so i took a break and then i didn't finish the studies for another couple of years so all the time at the back of my mind i was thinking like okay the you know, I'm not complete. People are not taking me serious because I didn't have my degree. So, you know, it was a complex for me for many years. Uh, so uh, I said like, so what that I'm earning money? You know, I was earning at that time more money than the professors in my private uh, university did. <laughs> but, but you know, when you have like an internal complex, um, it, it, no reasoning will, will really work until you get to the core of it and work it out obviously so um at that time i was like okay i have to finish the the study uh, and uh, um and i did and uh, also that coincided with the fact that you know i've been working for um quite like i think seven years altogether for three different airlines and uh, the last airline where i was a cabin crew was etihad and in etihad what happened um, I got a little bit upset um, and I guess partially burned down when my um, upgrade uh, was um, uh, was taken taken back. Like, you know, imagine, you know, there, there's the, there are the grades of, of, you know, on board and uh, I was promoted to... Um, uh, to be the the chief of the cabin or like a purser right the head of uh, of the entire team on board and uh, then the company said like oh actually you know looking at the numbers we have enough of, of people in that position sorry kasha you know it's not valid anymore try next time in six years you know <laughs> so um I, I got i got really upset and uh, there were some few few other issues um at that time uh, so i was thinking you know what um, screw you, I'm, I'm going to become a yoga teacher. <laughs> and I did. So, you know, I became a, I became a yoga teacher of my certification. At that time, um, I was living in, in Bahrain. So I started working as a, as a yoga teacher in Bahrain. I also managed to finish the studies during that time. And as soon as I finished the studies, you know, there was opportunity coming up in um, Qatar Airways uh, because they were looking for a recruiter and I was like wow you know um, being a crew and being a yoga teacher it's all great I have all this freedom but you know what I miss working with my head you know I don't feel complete I, I really want to use you know my education now so um, so I got the job in Qatar Airways and I worked there as a as a recruiter and I really really loved it because it combined the aviation the ability to travel I was traveling to very exotic places like for example, like Korea, like Taiwan, like Africa, Zimbabwe and Tanzania and all, all weird places um, and doing recruitment there. So that was a real experience of really working, you know, for a very 
brief period of time, but like imagine you have to organize a, a recruitment campaign in like Zimbabwe or in Egypt or you know in Korea. So uh, it, it's it's really like a hands-on experience, multicultural experience. Uh, so I absolutely loved it and. Um, uh the reason why i resigned from that job was a burnout um i i had a boss i had a boss who was a woman and uh she basically brought me to tears and uh she was you know using her position to to bully me uh, as my manager, she, she could do it. And um, basically my my position of, of a cabin crew recruiter was taken away. I was supposed to have, get like an upgrade, uh, you know, for the uh, pilot recruitment. And I started doing the job, uh, but uh, I didn't enjoy it. And I was like, you know, not traveling so much. I was more in the office in Doha and um, a lot of privileges were taken away from me, like ability to just travel freely. I don't know how it is now, but at that time, um, Qatar Airways had a similar regulations to Saudi Arabia. So for example, if you wanted to leave the country for a weekend, you need to obtain exit permits, right? So, you know, you had to, uh, and uh, in the company structure, that meant that I had to obtain uh, the signatures of I think two or three of my um, uh, managers or seniors and um, you know the the head of the department of, of recruitment was hardly ever even in, in Doha so it was basically very very hard to even yeah. get out so I start feeling like you're in a prison and and I'm thinking is it worth it is it what I what I want you know uh, and there was a lot of office politics and, you know, the, the boss that was bullying me, I was like, no, 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 this is not worth it. I'm out of here. I don't know what I'm going to do, but, you know, I, I cannot, like my mental health is more important than this. Um, so that was my, uh, my, my story with, with Qatar Airways. And uh, after that, you know, I, I, I took a break. I was uh, doing a lot of yoga. I was teaching a bit of yoga and I was like thinking, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> and uh, then, you know, the, the trend of digital nomadism was there. Like, you know, people started doing the um, uh, working, you know, creating their own brands and, and sharing knowledge in, in form of the info products. And I was totally, you know, charmed by this concept. Concept. Uh, so I, I started learning. I was taking courses in personal uh, branding. Um, oh, I, I was just like, you know, so hungry for knowledge in that field, like e-marketing, you know, I was just like constantly studying, studying, studying that. Um, and I was doing like a part-time projects. I mean, obviously I, I found a job. I went back to recruitment and uh, at that time I was back in Poland in Gdańsk and uh, the, the company I found like a transportation company in Gdańsk that I was working with uh, and just helping them, you know, to, to recruit people. And uh, they wanted me permanently. They wanted to give me like a permanent job. And I said like, no, 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 <laughs> you know, just, just not what I the, want. <laughs> that's not what I want. Just give me the civil contract, you know, <laughs> because I didn't want to be tied up. I, I could never imagine myself being tied up. Uh, so at that point, I really knew the entrepreneurship is the only way I can I can function, uh, and it made sense because you see, enter. I was always like interested in many things, 
And when you are supposed to be an employee and when you are supposed to be like a specialist, this is not what people want out of you. <laughs> you know, people just want you to be a, you know, a, a good behaving, you know, a person who fulfills, you know, the orders. And that was definitely not me. So um, at that point, I, I, I knew that basically I have to be self-employed um, and, and that's it. So I went in that direction. Uh, so on, on my, on, before I started my company, I was doing like a lot of training. I was just investing all my money in, um, in training and doing the, the courses. Um, and, um, I was, I was doing like part-time jobs. So, um, basically, um, a bit of recruitment, a bit of, um, uh, teaching, collaborating with, with universities. Uh, collaborating with press uh, you know I started uh, I started writing articles about cross-cultural communication then I was uh, doing um, some trainings on that and uh, that you know slowly slowly <laughs> got, got me into um, into starting uh, starting my uh, my company um, and uh, I, I, I deal with culture yes because you know I that, that was my first product you know cross-cultural communication trainings um and when i started that five years ago in poland still in poland it was a little bit of a foreign uh, topic you know a little bit like what is she talking about you know there's no differences we're all the same and mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know now the market is very much different um especially in the last few years the the amount of um um foreigners on a polish market and um uh, also polish people traveling and you know opening companies in other countries and just collaborating has increased tremendously so people start realizing because you know that's the thing with with learning uh, if if you have the unconscious incompetence you don't even know don't know the things that you don't know and once you start doing something like you know collaborating with other countries you will actually see like wow shit there are differences right what to do now well, uh so so yeah um so that was my my first <laughs> product, and and then it uh, it shifted uh, again into into recruitment, into employer branding, into different aspects of HR, uh, and uh, um, and you know alongside I've picked up the knowledge on social media. So you know sometimes I help companies with certain aspects of PR or social media, um, and obviously. Now I'm com combining all my experience with like, you know, dealing and managing people, communicating with people uh, and, um, and, and yoga. So, you know, using a lot of these tools uh, and uh, I'm dealing with, um, with um, well-being, right? So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my story. <laughs> I can see that, you know, uh, your story is like that. Technically, as we said, like you've been doing a lot of things that technically for the outsider had nothing to do with each other. Actually, right now you can combine them together and you can pick up a little bit from everything. And this is your experience. This is your hands-on experience. Yeah. And that's why you are so efficient in what you in what you in what you do. Yes. So uh, so tell us. Um, because you know uh, when I'm when I was listening to your story, it is like that that. Uh, 
sometimes in uh, life we experience burnout. Sometimes in life somebody bullies us. Sometimes in life we get promoted and then it is taken away from us. Or different things happen alongside, uh, you know, on our career. And um, uh, you know, one thing is like you know what happens, but then like what we what we do about it. Are we going to um, uh, play like a role of a victim and why this is all happening to me, poor me, or we are going to actually take like you know our hands and uh, take our life in our own hands and create something different? Like you said, well, I'm leaving. I'm gonna be a yoga teacher. So what would you say to people who are considering, because you know, many of my clients, many people that are listening, they do have dreams, they do have desires, they do have goals even, but they are so afraid of doing even this very, very first step towards their um, business, towards their dreams. And I mean, what would you say like from your experience and um, how to actually take this very first step? Yeah. I guess that the, the, it all comes down to the fact of knowing that fear is a very, very bad advisor. Okay, so don't listen to your fear and don't, don't, don't listen to yourself when the fear is speaking, right? This is really important. Um, because you see, um, uh, our brain is, is, is um, designed in a way to protect us, to keep us safe therefore keep us small so if you are safe in the job even though you hate it you know you're big old the biggest and the oldest part of the brain um the reptile brain is there just to keep you secure to keep you alive that's the main objective so uh whenever you're thinking oh maybe i will change the job or oh, maybe i will try this or maybe you know i will i will change a career the brain's saying like no no you know you're gonna die <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> it comes in a in a in a, in a form of, uh, of of doubts, of the fear of saying like, oh, I'm not good enough. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, the market is difficult. I cannot find a job, right? So, um, and you know what? Majority of those things are not even true. Not even majority, 90%. They are not even true. Because if you really verify it, if you verify the truth, and I, I hear it, you know, from from people they are saying like oh i cannot find a job because there's no jobs in my city i'm like you're living in like a one million people city you know other companies are relocating there opening up centers and you're trying to tell me there's no job you know with this attitude obviously nobody wants you that's the problem so um we uh we are our own we we you know by, by the way we think we are becoming our own enemy and our biggest obstacle into getting what we want. Uh, so I, I would say, you know, for job seekers and for anyone who <laughs> wants to become an entrepreneur, um, you cannot doubt yourself. There's no room for that. And um, uh, I remember recently I've heard somebody asked um, Elon Musk, uh, what would you advise to, to somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur but has doubts? And his reply was very straightforward. It's like, if you have doubts, forget it. You, you can never be an entrepreneur. You cannot. So it all comes down to confidence. And, uh, and you know, the, this internal knowing that, you know, whatever happens, you will make it. You will, you will, you will sort yourself out. You will, uh, you will survive one way or the other, but you're going to make it. And if you have so many doubts, um, it's, it's going to be extremely difficult for you. 
So um, the first thing is to really start working, you know, with your limiting beliefs, build up your confidence, build up your resilience, um, because obviously um, it, it's not about, uh, you know, what, what cards you get in life, but like how you play with them. It all comes down to that. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I very often like share this thing about the brain that the brain wants to keep us stuck uh, to keep us safe. Otherwise we are going to die. And uh, yes, you are, uh, you are absolutely right. Like you need to start uh, working with your mindset. Yes. And like, uh, removing those limiting beliefs because like come on let's be honest like everybody has doubts yes everybody has fears but like what you do with it this is what matters yes and how you approach life so as the subject like of this uh, the title of this podcast is um, uh, confidence rockstar you are saying that we need to start uh, with um, improving our confidence do you have like any tips i don't know one or two that you can actually share with the listeners what has helped you or is helping you now to build your confidence muscle yeah you know um one thing and it's 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 super simple and it doesn't require any any uh, engaging your head actually <laughs> so so it's it's your body posture and this is what you know yoga has helped me because you know when um when we do yoga we do a lot of um heart opening chest opening you know things so we naturally see i'm, I'm not so super great example mm-hmm. but, but um if when you practice, you know, you just open up and, and you know, you create this nice straight posture. So um, whenever you approach, you know, a job interview or a meeting or anything, and you just open up your chest and uh, there are different techniques, you know, in yoga, what you do, uh, there's like a camel posture, uh, there is the wheel, but they're a little bit more advanced. But the, the simple thing that you can do even before the meeting, and I'm going to show it to you now, is you interlace your fingers, okay, just like that behind, and you pull them down. So when you pull your your hands down, your chest, you see what happens, it opens. It opens, you rotate your shoulders, you're up, right? So you give yourself a nice stretch, and then you approach the certain situation. So um, the, the body posture is is really, you know, crucial, because um, also, um, you know, the body and mind are connected and uh, um, when you need more confidence you know you make your body confident first and then your brain will follow so uh, just open up your chest do the simple stretch and uh, that will change the way you speak the way you modulate your voice uh, and uh, you will be more convincing to others you will be appearing as a person with more confidence so uh, there you go it's so simple you see Yes, I love it. It's so, so true as well. Like, you know, the body posture makes a difference and actually you can change it like instantly. Yes, it doesn't require any, I don't know, techniques or any studying, deep studying. You can change it immediately. And yes, when we think about it, actually, when you think about a person who is depressed, you automatically picture this person with the round shoulders, like head down, uh, avoiding eye contact but the person which is like you know chest forward and uh, keeping like the eye contact and with a big smile on their face it's completely different uh, signal to, to 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 others so thank you so much for sharing that with uh, with us all right lovely Kasia tell us a little bit more 
about like you know how you uh, how how and why you do what you are doing now i mean like everything connected with the well-being like avoiding burnout i mean what does the well-being mean to you and why do you think it's important nowadays on the current marketplace um it is uh, it is important okay what what is what is well-being well-being is like a balance uh, between the challenges in life that everybody uh, has, right, uh, or, or problems or whatever you choose to, to name it, the things that happen to you and that you have to deal with, um, and the resources you have to address those problems. So um, if, let's say, you lose a job, so this is a problem. And then, um, so this is on one side of the scale and on the other one, uh, so, you know, it's, it's dragging, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's dragging you down those problems. So if you don't have, uh, confidence, uh, you know, skills and willingness and motivation to, to find another job, um, if you don't have the skills required for the job, you know, you will be, you will be, there's, there's no balance, right? So that's why well-being is the art of um, basically bala balancing act. And um, this is the uh, example of, of a person who lost a job. Uh, and um, a lot of managers, people I work with, they already have the job. But, uh, you know, the, 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 there are always some obstacles. There's always something. So, you know, you might have a job, but, you know, the job also comes with certain uh, things that stress you out. Uh, certain obstacles, some uh, certain challenges. And again, if people, uh, a lot of um, managers or people who run companies, you know, they, they face issues, let's say, with employees, with uh, managing um, uh, people, with um, mediating between them. There are conflicts. <laughs> there are um, uh, usually it, it, a lot of things from, from my experience where when I work with my clients, they come to uh, basically people management <laughs> so people don't know how to communicate efficiently with uh with uh, with each other in the company people don't know um how to how to support themselves uh you know and then uh, because of simple things like that it rises up and it stresses people and then they develop like health problems and uh, then the, it increases the the uh, absenteeism and they go on sick leave and uh, it's, it's just it's a, it's a ripple effect so um basically uh, it's it's constant um work <laughs> because you, you just need to make sure that you have enough uh, resources. So in situation, let's say if you're like a stressed out manager uh, and uh, you have you have so many things on your head uh, and a lot of responsibilities, uh, you really need uh, stress management skills. Uh, if you don't have that, your, your life is going to be very, very hard. So there, there's always, you know, all different type of skills. So um, that's why I, I always, you know, recommend, I mean, in my case, it was yoga that uh, when I was um, working for companies and uh, I was I was getting stressed, you know, it was my total my savior. You know, that really helped me to to be sane. Um, and I'm not saying everybody has to do yoga, but um, if you have certain passion, it might be tennis or dancing or running. Um, really, really, um, you know, slot the time as a, as if it's a priority, because it is for your mental health. Uh, once you don't have uh, your mental health, you know, you cannot do anything simple as that.
Thank you so much for sharing it. I agree. I agree. It's very often and you kind of gave like different examples, but basically it all comes down to that we all face challenges. We all have problems. We will all, always something will come out <laughs> or come up. And uh, if we do not know how there is one thing is like that something happens but how we deal with it uh, is like another story and we constantly for example work 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 push hard push hard push hard and we kind of forget what work and life balance is and we neglect our health sooner or later our health will knock and we'll say excuse me I'm here well actually I'm not here anymore yes you need to you actually I'm going to make you sick now because you need to rest you don't listen to me when I tell you to rest you need to rest right now so it's very important to like you know keep managing this energy and like the mental and physical emotional health as you said uh, otherwise you know we are not going to drive for a very very long time no 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 we we uh, i'm so glad you've mentioned that you know managing uh, the energy and keeping our own batteries running and the longer you will um ignore uh, ignore that you are a human being and that you have to recharge your your batteries um, the harder your um, lack of health is going to hit you. Exactly. And sometimes in the least uh, expected moment, yes. And Usually it's the worst moment. <laughs> exactly. It, um, most, uh, most of the time it works uh, this way, that you're actually like at the edge and it's like, that's it. Yeah, this is the last thing you want, but actually this is the first thing you need at this moment and that uh, how it happens Alrighty, okay Kasia so thank you so much for joining us today uh, it was like a pleasure to um, listen to you and like hearing your amazing story and how you created like you know the life uh, on your terms so just kind of last question I would like to have like for you here so uh, if you can give, I don't know, advice or a tip or some kind of golden nugget for the listeners, how to create the life and the business you love on your terms? What would you say? Just like I mentioned at the beginning, follow your, um, your, your inner voice because you, you know uh, internally, you know what, what, what's right for you, what are your talents, you know, because you, when you observe yourself, okay, you are interested in one thing, but not in the other. So um, you, you basically know, so be true to yourself and don't allow anyone to, to tell you this or that, because as you know, there are a lot of examples of people that, you know, they, they hate, I don't know, law or they hate IT, but they go and they study just to pr please their parents, right? And then they, they drop it or they drop out or they they never work in that field anyway so that's the biggest proof um or people just you know become you know lawyers or specialized uh, in certain fields but they but they are so frustrated they hate it and then the midlife crisis hits them and then they change their life suddenly right mm -hmm. but you know you don't have to wait until you have a midlife crisis or health crisis so um, it's, it's, it's really tuning in and um, listening to, to, to your inner voice. And if you want to have like a roadmap and the, the whole guideline of like what to do step by step in terms of creating the career in a more tangible uh, way, I've, I've described it in the book um, uh, deal, uh, sorry, uh, not deal with culture, uh, life after flying, right? So it's available on my, on my website, dealwithculture.com. So you're welcome to uh, to get a copy and uh, and and see and see the proper steps. Yeah. 
Perfect. All right, Kasia, thank you so much. Once again, all the links to like Kasia's website, Kasia's social media and how to contact with Kasia, they will be in the show notes uh, to this episode. So you will be able like to, to contact with, with, with her. Uh, she's amazing. You know, she does. And like the, 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 her work is very needed in this current world, especially right now in this current climate when nobody knows what's going to happen. And the level of anxiety and stress and fear is really, really huge. So uh, yes, please connect with Kasia if whatever she shares with you resonated with you. And uh, yeah, so Kasia, thank you so much for joining us today. Once again, it's been a pleasure. And uh, yes, wishing you all the best um, in your company and in your life. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Alex, for the lovely invitation and um, uh, all the best to you as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.